I just have to be completely honest. I'm in a terrible fucking mood. Let's get to the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. Find me on the stupid fucking Facebook at Dennis M. Roy. Oh. God, I am t- I'm tired as fuck. I'm tired as fuck. Oh, my God. After the 14-hour day and then did the podcast yesterday, I ended up doing a 15-hour day and now doing today's podcast. I'm not in a good fucking mood. I'm not in a good fucking mood at all. <sighs> but I, I, I got to get this out. Subscribe, like, share the podcast. Uh, give it a quick review, uh, especially over on Apple uh, you can give it a rating on there too. Please give it a five star if you do like it. Uh, if you don't like it, just uh, hey, give me a review. Tell me what's going on, what's wrong, what, what you don't like. But before we get into fantasy football, I'm just going to get shit off my chest because I am just pissed at life right now. Talked about the reason why I was late doing the first podcast for the week, and that's because I was basically out of. I had no internet in my house for five days. I had, I, we thought we had it fixed on Saturday. Uh, I was having problems on Friday, still had everything going. I had a brand new router. Um, had my, you know, I go through AT&T. So I had my AT&T guy out. Great, great dude. Uh, really was helpful. I have no, I have no arguments with him whatsoever. Um, but guy didn't know how to hook up the router. It's an Orby router. Uh, it's made by Netgear. Um, no idea how to hook it up or what I need to do. You know, he's like, you're going to probably have to go through Netgear. Uh, buddy of mine said the same thing. Um, he'd never heard of it before. Okay. All right, you never heard of it before. Well, here's the box. Here's what it is. He's like, oh, great setup, great setup, right? It's going to make my signal strength just that much stronger and get it, you know, ranged out a lot better. Hadn't heard of it. Didn't even know of the product. They sell the fucking product on their website. Neither the technician nor the people at AT AT&T Knew how to fucking hook it up. So I go through, I'm looking at videos and everything, you know, and it's connected directly to the modem, right? That, you know, that seems painfully obvious. Get reboots in there and whatnot. Find a video, come to find out that 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 specific router and AT&T's modem, they 
they do not interact correctly with one another. They do, they don't like each other. So you got to turn the Wi-Fi off for AT&T, which is fine. So I call them and go, call AT&T, go, hey, turn off my Wi-Fi. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, now when it still doesn't work, now I don't have internet. Until I put out, pull out my old trusted router, hook it back in. It's a net gear. Hook it into the modem. I have an internet source at least. So I'm going through, checking out everything. Still can't get it figured out. I was still able to get everything out uh, through that older modem for this last week in the depth charts, ADP spreadsheet, all that, which was great. Monday, get done with work. Spend three, f- three to five hours working on this thing on the phone with Netgear, how to hook it up. The trick was to hook the new router into the old router, which was hooked into the modem, and it would work as an access port point. There's no literature anywhere on that. No video for it. How the fuck is anybody going to know this? Nope, they just want you to be on that phone. Waste your time for three hours. So that's fucking terrific. Tuesday comes along. As everybody knows, truck driver, deliver food to the greater Chicago area. Get done with my first stop. Belt fucking breaks. Wouldn't be that big of a deal if I wasn't wearing the pair of shorts that didn't have a button because we buy cheap pairs. We, you know, my my workplace doesn't buy the best brand of pants and shorts. The shirts are fantabulous, but pants and shorts, buttons, you know, they just come off. I don't get around to replacing them. So had to make a makeshift belt, spend the rest of my day, you know, the, the other 10 hours of my day doing that. Wednesday comes around. It's my route from Kenosha, which is the southeast tip of Wisconsin, and go to the capital, Madison, right? Spend two hours, two hours at a stop. Because of the stupid fucking pandemic, the store has to individually check in all, every single box of liquor from their vendors. So I had to sit in line. Couldn't go to any of my other stops before then. Get told, well, if you get here before 630, well, that doesn't fucking happen. I got an idea. Get your guys the fuck in and the fuck out. No sitting here fucking chit-chatting. You got a goddamn job to do. Let's fucking get it done. Because some of us aren't from that area. We're not half an hour away from our fucking domiciles. Our home bases. We're running on a fucking clock. We don't have an unlimited fucking clock. So get off your goddamn ass and fucking get the shit done. 
So that ended up turning my Wednesday into the 14-hour day. Today, get through my three deliveries that I got, have a pickup. Generally, it doesn't take that long. It takes three hours at the most. Random fucking call. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking scammer. And uh, so I get there. Sitting there for three hours. I haven't been able to get into a dock yet. It's never happened before. Text my base. They call over there. Fuck isn't our, our guy not in your dock. Get a call five minutes later. Get into your dock. All right. Get into the dock. I get a text from home base. Hey, you, sh- you should be done in an hour. They said they promised an hour. Oh. So they told my work I'd be done at 1230, fully loaded, ready to go. I didn't leave until 2. I got there at 8. I spent six hours at this fucking place. Now, understand, most of these places that you go into, you know, the areas, there's no place to go walk, go get something to fucking eat, get something to drink. My company restricts us having our trucks on, so I have no air conditioning, which, you know, it wasn't extremely hot, but you still have the hot sun beating down on you since my truck is facing the south, beating down on me through the windshield the whole time. Can't go anywhere. I go into that office at 2 o'clock at where I was doing the pickup. I had to go to the bathroom. Figured... Find out what the fuck is going on. Because I haven't been told that I'm done. Go in there. Point at my wrist. You know. Hey. Time is money. I gotta get the fuck out of here, chief. They look at me and go. Well, we have your paperwork. You've been done for half an hour. Oh, really? Was anybody gonna fucking tell me about it? They call the guy who loaded my truck. I can hear him on the phone because they're talking to him on speakerphone. I knocked on his door. I told him it was done. Everybody looks at me I'm like, I have the windows completely fucking rolled down. I'm sitting in the truck. Who the fuck did he talk to? Because he sure as fuck didn't talk to me. guy my receiver goes oh no i did it i yelled through the fucking partition that fucking bullshit you know plexiglass partition because you know it's it's fairly open you know there's a hole there there's a little sliding window in there screaming don't fucking step outside you're gonna have problems Because you're fucking lying and you're trying to throw me under the bus for something that's your fuck up. Dead silence on the phone. Everybody in the office looking at me. Like, I'm serious. I'm like, if any of you guys want to come out there and deal with me outside of the office, let's fucking go right now.
No, 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 sir. It's okay. We're good. No, we're not fucking good. Because I've had to deal with your bullshit incompetence for six fucking hours. And then I got accused that it's my fucking fault. That shit doesn't happen. And guess what? My company that I work for, multi-billion dollar company, is going to have a little talk with your little shithole fucking business. Somebody's getting fucking shit canned for this. Because we're not fucking dealing with it. Not dealing with incompetence. I want people to do their fucking job. The one goal at work. Just do your fucking job so it keeps everybody off your fucking ass so you don't have people all pissy and moan and moaning about shit, right? Cover your own ass? Is it that fucking hard? Is it that fucking hard in this day and age to just do your fucking job? Apparently it is. Apparently we just show up for a fucking paycheck and just don't give two shits about what's going on. Any fucking customers, whatever you got going on. And that shit needs to end. You know where this started? This started in my fucking generation of people. Whether anybody wants to sit there and yell at fucking millennials about shit, no. You know who started this shit? Fucking Gen Xers. When we decided... We're going to put everybody in a fucking timeout. I'm not saying you had to ever fucking hit your kid. I'm never saying that. Especially these people that whoop the shit out of their fucking kids. Go fuck yourselves on that one. A swat on the butt's enough. That's all it ever took. All it ever really took was to be fucking actual parents for our fucking kids. And now look what the fuck we got going on in this country. A bunch of poor fucking me. Poor fucking me. Oh, my feelings are fucking hurt. <laughs> oh, no. Here, I'll take care of my kid. I'll just put him in a timeout. No, you know what? Go fuck yourself, Karen, because you're the fucking start of this. You're that fucking bitch who's in the goddamn store bitching about a f- having to wear a fucking mask for 10 fucking minutes so you can go buy a fucking gallon of milk. Is it that big of a fucking deal? I hate wearing the fucking things. I hate it. Absolutely fucking loathe it. I hate when I have to sit inside a fucking warehouse for an hour and a half with it on. It drives me up the fucking wall. But I do it because I just don't want to fucking deal with the whole bullshit fucking... Why aren't you wearing your mask? It's unsafe if you're not wearing your mask. You know me? I don't give a fuck. It's not unsafe. Fuck. It's a goddamn virus. If you're going to die, you're going to fucking die. Sorry. Sorry if that fucking offends you. But if it offended you, you probably fucking needed it. God damn. It's just, there's so many fucking pussies out there. Men, women, doesn't matter.
don't give a shit how people do their lives except just do your fucking job. Fucking be responsible for your goddamn selves. People wonder why I get pissed off during, you know, during fantasy football season with some of the questions. And it's just like, well, it's because I, I get the same fucking question from the same goddamn person. And it's, it's like, okay, I give you, I give you the one. Talk about it. You know, do you get it? Yeah. A couple weeks later, same fucking question. Get a little bit more stern about it. Be like, didn't we talk about this before? Yes. Well, why, why, what did we get? How did we get back to the same question? Well, I'm just unsure. Oh, okay. Okay, you're just unsure. Okay, so obviously I didn't get this point through. All right. All right, that's on me. That's on me. That's my bad. I need to teach better. Need to talk people through this a lot better. A couple weeks go by. Same fucking question. Why Why are we having this conversation again? Why? Well, because, you know, I didn't know if it was okay for this certain situation. I was unsure. We've talked about this twice before. What the fuck do you think my answer is going to be? Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe you change it. No, my answer is going to be the same fucking answer that I had the last two fucking times that you decided not to fucking listen to me. I gave you two fucking shots. It's that three-strike rule. And if anybody's ever seen me in a chat where I kind of go off on people... You aren't seeing the real picture of what's going on behind that fucking, that texting, that typing. I'm absolutely losing my fucking shit about it. I'm the most sane, insane person you will ever meet. I am bipolar as fuck without the diagnosis. Do better. Do your goddamn jobs. You got questions? Absolutely fucking ask them. But always remember, you keep, if you don't get it, if you don't fucking learn it, you're never going to get it. Never. If it takes me three fucking times to get something in your head, you will never retain what I told you. This is especially heinous in DFS when I talk about it. I don't have the same ideas as some of the other people out there on how to build teams. I don't. I do have similarities. Ah, ah, I'm going to fucking Joe Biden this. I'm going to Joe Biden this. We can't talk about this. I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'm going to get myself in trouble just without touching the children. But, um, yeah, we'll get into this. We'll get into this a little bit more in DFS. I just, I don't know. I'm taking, I'm taking my time here. Um, 
I'm taking my 15 minutes, a little over 15 minutes to get that out there. I just, I needed to get it out because I'm losing my fucking mind. I hadn't eaten uh, up until right before I got home at 6 o'clock. I hadn't eaten in, see, I got home 5 o'clock yesterday, and that's when I ate, the last time I ate. So, I was fucking hangry. I was hangry all fucking day. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Should we go through some transactions? Let's look at transactions here real quick. And then uh, we'll get into the obedience training here to finish it out. I don't want to take too much. I don't want to take too long. Um, I kind of like that nice little 45-minute podcast type deal. I kind of like that. Trying to get it, trying to get it fluid, because you know there'll be more podcasts during the week. So I want to keep be able to get that timing down. All right, let's see here. We're going to start in Tampa Bay. Uh, this is today's transactions. Uh, we went over everything through Wednesdays, so let's take a look. We're going to start in Tampa Bay. We have Brad Seaton who opted out. We're just going to do the opt-outs here. Brad Seaton is the backup left tackle to Donovan Smith, uh, so they're losing a bit more depth there. Now we did have Raymond Calais get reinstated, which is good. Um, Aka Cedric Ware, or War, uh, no, it's Aka Cedric Ware. Um, I got to see who he is. <laughs> How can I forget that name? Where are you? Where are you, mister? Oh, my God. Now I can't find the motherfucker? Oh, he was uh, another backup running back. So they cut him. Cut him. We got MJ Stewart got cut. MJ Stewart? No. MJ Stewart uh, had him slotted into... The nickel corner. So, we'll be removing MJ Stewart from the nickel corner. That's probably going to mean that Jamel Dean is going to move over there. I don't think they're going to move anybody else over there. I don't see Dakota Dixon getting moved over from safety. Justin Evans either. So, um, Jamel Dean would make the most sense to move over there, which is actually not too bad of a move. But... uh, why they cut MJ Stewart? I would have cut somebody else besides him. MJ Stewart is, isn't like terrible. So weird things. Got to stay on top of it. Today was the final day um, for cut downs or not cut downs, opt outs. So now we move to San Francisco. Uh, offensive guard, backup offensive guard Sean Coleman opted out. Um, move to the Jets, and this is a, this is a big one, and I'm being 100 percent totally sarcastic. Um, Josh Doxson, yeah, he was with the Jets. He opted out, so one less tar- uh, possible guy to try and get targets. We're still, I mean, the main focus is Brashad Perryman, uh, Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims, and of course Chris Herndon who I'm a little wary of because Ryan Griffin is there. Um, So I'm probably going to sit back from that one. 
Um, do 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 do. Nothing here. Nothing there. Where's my opt-outs? Where's my opt-outs? Oh yeah. Uh, we're gonna go to Kansas City. And uh, Kansas City lost another offensive lineman, and it's their rookie, who they drafted in the third round, uh, Luke, Lucas Niang, the offensive tackle out of TCU. Uh, he has opted out. So they're getting a little short on decent uh, offensive linemen in KC. So it'll still be good, though, if, okay, if, uh, as long as they don't get injured. And then we have uh, uh, Rashawn Melvin for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's a guy that I had slated as a starter uh, opposite of DJ Hayden. That's going to move Trey Herndon up a spot. Um, yeah, because you're not going to see Chris Claybrooks. Uh, could move. Actually, you know what could happen here now? They could just bite the bullet and actually put C.J. Henderson, their rookie, out of Florida. They could move him uh, across from D.J. Hayden and then move Trey Herndon uh, into the slot. That probably isn't too bad of an idea here. Uh, but that's the only opt-out that they had today. Cleveland had an opt-out. Uh, I think this is a this is a backup somewhere. It's uh, Malcolm Pridgen. Yeah, uh, I thought so. He was a backup for uh, Joel Betonio, uh, the at right guard or left guard. My apologies, at left guard. So, yeah, there's that. And then, uh, you know, the big one which we were trying to pay attention to was, tr uh, oh, uh, why is his name escaping me? I gotta go to the fucking team. I gotta go to the team, find his name. Um Tredavious White. Uh he ended up not opting out, which was which was cool. I mean if if he had opted out it, you know, it would have been devastating for the corners for the Buffalo Bills, but uh I mean I you know, like I said, if any of these guys opt out, you can't really be upset at them. Um they're just looking out for their family as a whole. And uh, they're not really too worried about the money on there. So, not a big deal. So, where do we go? We're going to the obedience guide, tr uh, training guide. We are on the last two. We're on 9 and 10. Um Let's go back through the first eight. Uh, number one, know your draft. Two, practice, practice, practice. Three, know thy enemy. Four, have a plan. Five, ADP as a guide. Six, handcuffing. Seven, safety versus upside. Eight, drafting as a fan slash location. And now we're at number nine, drinking at the draft. What did I say about this one? I'm guilty as fuck of this almost every year. Uh, watch your drinking until after the draft, where then it's d uh, Andrew WK time, and you can party hard. Uh, if you don't get that, uh, just look up Andrew WK, please. Um, 
yeah, just watch what you're doing during the draft as far as your drinking and stuff before the draft and all that, you know. Definitely get some good food in you and stuff like that. Uh, I know a lot of people are probably just going to go ahead and uh, do online drafts. I'm expecting one of my drafts is actually going to be online uh, versus in person. Um, not my big one. My big one's going to be everybody's going to be there for that one in person. So, um, but uh, yeah, just watch your drinking. It can definitely affect your decision making. And if not, even not that, you know, you got to take a bathroom break, right? Um, you lose your attention span gets a little bit shorter. Uh, you're not paying attention to what everybody else is doing, reading your draft boards. Um, so just be careful of that. You know, definitely afterwards, yeah, fucking get smashed. Just don't drive home drunk. That's all I ask. Uh, number 10, have fun through domination. In the end, this really is just a game. But if you want to have fun with it, then you want to be on the winning end. No one wants to miss the playoffs because they drafted a poor team. Yeah, drafted a poor... Wow, really, I got to work on that. Because they drafted a poor team. So number 10 encompasses number one through number nine and reminds you to keep your head on straight and follow the fucking rules. Perfect. Right? Yeah, we do this for... It's a game of... You know, to just really have fun with, right? But there's money involved. You want to win money, right? Money's nice. I like money. Surprised we haven't been hanging out. Um, it's way more fun when you're winning, right? So the time that you take now to focus on what's going on as far as ADPs, uh, the roster roster deaths of teams, you know, taking a look at strength of schedule, although we don't buy completely into strength of schedule, but it is a nice tool to look at. Um, especially if you're deciding between one guy and another, that's kind of more your deal breaker type guy or type thing. But I mean, nothing's more fun than winning money. So take the time right now to get yourself Ready to go for the draft. We all love drafting. But we all should love winning, too. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't like winning. Let's just be honest. You're not going to put in the time to listen to a 30, 45-minute podcast from a guy out of uh, bumfuck fucking Wisconsin if you didn't want to, you know, get a little bit more info, see what I'm looking at. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a player's player, right? Love winning. I love winning. I hate fucking losing. It's the worst. It's the worst. Oh, there was one thing. I was going to get to it yesterday, and I completely forgot about it. I was thinking about it today. I was just like, there's something on the radio that I heard that I needed to get into the podcast and reiterate. Mm. So I was listening to uh, Jeff Radcliffe, uh, Central Time. It's His show is from 9 to 11 um, a.m. 
and he was he he was taking a call about uh you know the different point structures and stuff and and scoring and all that with return yards and um the 40 plus yard you know touchdown you know bonus and all that stuff and uh he's one of the only people that have actually said it the way that I've said it because a lot of people want to make a big fucking deal too about like quarterback touchdown passes, right? Four, four point versus six. And they'll say that, you know, the rushing quarterback, um, kind of loses a little bit because they bring the passing touchdowns up to the same level as the rushing touchdowns. The thing of it is, is when you get a rule change on how a scoring is, and this is, this is big on uh point and a half per reception for tight ends that have, you know, developed over the last couple of years, stuff like that. When you get these rules added in, they don't fucking mean anything. The six-point passing touchdown versus the four-point t- passing touchdown doesn't really mean anything. It's just bumping the scores up. What do I mean by that? Every single player, like, no quarterback, no quarterback is only going to throw a four-point touchdown versus a six, right? Everybody now throws a six-point touchdown. So there's no fucking difference. You're just getting a couple extra points for your touchdown throws. There's nothing special about a point and a half per reception for a tight end when all your tight ends get that. There's still the same divisions of tiers. You get what I'm saying? There's not really a change. You're just adding a half a point for each reception. But that tricks some people into going, I need to get tight end early. I need to get a quarterback earlier because they throw six-point touchdowns versus four-point touchdowns. I need to get that speed guy at receiver, the guy who can... I know, I just know, I just know he's going to get that 40-yard touchdown each and every week. No, he's not. No, he's not. The rule changes for every person in that grouping. It affects them all the same. Travis Kelsey is going to be Travis Kelsey. Chris Herndon is going to be Chris Herndon. No matter if he's a point and a half per reception or one point. It does not fucking matter. And I've said the same thing about... It's, a, it's, it's different for, you know, your standard, you know, quote-unquote standard leagues. Um, as far as receptions go, right? But I've I've been a huge proponent of no matter if half point or full point per reception, it doesn't really matter 
because every single every single player that can catch a ball is affected the same way. Receptions are nothing more than more opportunity. The reason why in a no PPR, we, let's just say no PPR because it's not standard anymore. Not hardly anybody's playing with no PPR. But if you're playing in an OPPR league, right, there's no points per reception. I still don't have a problem with the guys who are usually PPR machines. Well, while DeRoy, you know, you're not getting the points per reception, though. That's correct. But the way I look at it is like this. The more receptions some guy that guys get creates more opportunity, right? We all, what's the thing with running backs as far as carries, right? We want that guy that controls the whole backfield because he gets more carries. He gets more opportunities to get yards, touchdowns. It's the same with receptions. Now, it is true that you'll have some guys that have a little bit more quote-unquote, upside uh, for longer for longer receptions, touchdowns, right? But some of those guys also don't command a ton of targets. They don't end up with a ton of receptions. It's very, you know, week on, week off. It's not very steady. I just want you to think about it, okay? Play that around in your own head, and I think you'll come around to what I'm saying. You'll see what I mean about it. I'm not fully worried about receptions itself, the point totals you know that we get for the reception. Look for the opportunities. The more opportunities, the better the player. And a lot of people, especially when you get later in your draft, they'll pick that sexy guy, right? The guy that the name brand rookie or whatever, right? Instead of the guy that is actually going to have an opportunity to produce as maybe, say, a wide receiver three, a wide receiver four. Somebody for our bye weeks for our studs. So we try to take the risk away down in there. Now I, I you can get your guy you can get your guys that you know are 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 the sexy high flyers. That's I'm totally not telling you not. No. But just make sure that you kind of mix it in with guys that will be steady when they get the opportunities, right? Don't completely get all nothing but high-flying guys. Like, if you do Tyree Kill, are you going to do Tyree Kill, Malcolm Brown, uh, uh, let's just say Terry McLaurin? You know, Terry McLaurin's going to demand the ball, right? But he is a little bit up and down. 
So you re- that's why you really want them as a more of a uh, uh, wide receiver two slash wide receiver three than you ever would for a uh, wide receiver one slash wide receiver two. He has the ups- he has the talent to get up there, but he's never going to be that consistent. That's why you kind of have to take Tyreek Hill with a grain of salt. And if you're going to try and grab his upside there, then you want somebody safer at your second wide receiver spot. You want to try and even it out. You want to make sure that you don't end up with double zeros or like two point, you know, two two or four points between two wide receivers. So that is it. That's all we're going to do for today. That's going to be it for this week. Uh, I'm going to be busy rebuilding these uh, depth charts, finishing up the draft guide. Uh, We'll have the updated ADP sheet on Sunday. And I don't... I'm trying to think if I'm going to actually full bore go. No, you know, I'm going to full bore out the... um, depth charts and I'm going to do this one or two uh, uh, two things I'm going to do so you'll have updated depth charts uh, next weekend too um, where I actually am going to go back through it fill everything up get rid of some of the guys who are uh, who are free agents down at the bottom because I want to leave an area open for the practice squad and stuff like that um so you'll get that in there. Those will be in the draft guide as well uh, with their respective teams. So we won't really have to worry about that too much. But, uh, yeah, should end up pretty good at the end of next weekend. Kind of feeling a little bit of the heat. Um, put a little bit too much on my shoulders, I think, this year. But it's okay. It's okay if it comes out looking fabulous. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully it's a hell of a lot better week. Find me on Twitter. Remember at Roy dog underscore 13 Instagram at Roy dog underscore 13. Oh fuck. Go donate at the Venmo Dennis dash Roy dash 14. And I am out. <laughs>